Patrick Pooch from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Matt Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. When you say it like this, it's scary. Just eight weeks in your fantasy footy season to go. Hello, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. I hope you are well, and there is plenty of fantasy-relevant stuff we want to get to. I want to talk about the big potential chaos that could be hitting your side this week. Get your trade priority. Some upgrade targets to look at. Fox has got his super coach bargains, especially in the forward line back. I'm looking forward to that. Some DT bargains and a whole stack more. Um, joining me on the podcast this week, speaking of the Fox, the man he is in the studio. Hello, buddy. Hey, mate. I'm off the bubble. I'm ready to make some money. Oh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you've got in store for us <laughs> And tonight. keep a job. <laughs> well, okay. Well, yeah. Well, you just got to save your advice from last time's West off. I've also got Rids on the line. Hello, buddy. How are you? Hey, mate. I'm off the daddy daycare duties. I've heard uh, good things that you navigated sole parenting uh, for a week and a half. And uh, the little one's fighting fit and strong. So well done to you, mate. Yep, no casualties, mate. There's no injury list there. So all right. we're all good. All right, good news. Well, speaking of injury lists, there is a fairly lengthy injury list for fantasy footy coaches to navigate. Um, at time of recording, uh, there's only one confirmed out um, of probably the big four injuries that are impacting coaches of all formats. Uh, they're pretty relevant names. Caleb Daniel a forward in Dream Team and Supercoach, defensive forward in AFL Fantasy. He's out for the next three to four weeks. We'll talk about him. That's another half of the season he's going to miss. He's definitely out. The three other big names that are question marked um, are Gorn, Dangerfield, and Cripps. Cripps missed last week. Tracking along okay, but no certainty to play this week. Neither of the other two. We'll talk about them in a moment. But before we get to the specifics of it, Rids, I'll ask the kind of first question to you. For a lot of coaches, no matter the format, they're staring at a couple of really important players that could be out of their side. And if we're not careful, we could actually do some damage with our trades this week. For coaches, what is the trade priority to fix? I know every side's unique, but in a general advice sense, what's the trade priority coaches should be considering this week? I think they've got to trade their most important player on each line. Okay. No. So at the end of the day, you've got to stick to the plan, okay? So if you're going to be upgrading to an M8, let's just say this week was always the plan to bring in and complete your team with an M8 or a F6 or whatever it is. So like a Baker to... or a Clark up sort of move? Yeah, let's say uh, Dylan Clark. Sure. Um, Oscar Baker, yeah. Why not? Yep. let and you're going to bring in, say, let's hypothetically throw out a Matt Crouch. Sure. Okay? You've decided Matt Crouch is the guy for you. That's where you're going to go. So straight away, you think Matt Crouch against Port Adelaide, nice fixture, might get 120, 130. Let's say Dylan Clark continues with the 60s. You've got that 70-point buffer straight away. Yeah. Rightio. Um, but if you're trading to cover a donut in another line, you could actually do a lot of damage, can't you? So if you've got a Gorn and you decide that you're going to go Gorn down to, who do you reckon, Fox? Not a West off, but who's the other fellow? Lysette. Lysette. The Rain Man's boy. 
yeah, he's obviously the guy that's been in form and everyone needs to jump on at the moment. So if you go a Gorn to a Lysette and Lysette goes through a phase where Ryder comes back into the team, Westhoff comes back into the team, he starts going back to 50s and 60s across the formats, you're actually going to lose a lot more points not having Gorn in the last seven weeks than cop in a donut this week. So what if you're in contention for overall rankings at the moment and you find yourself in the top couple of hundred? Does that change the strategy? No, not at all. You've got to be smart about this, okay? Fish won the, what was it, the the centre bet won a few years back, okay, in 2013. Yeah, member of the coach. Which was about 70 grand. And he actually copped the donut the second or third last week and saved a trade, mm. which saved him in the last round, and he made a trade that covered a hundred and something points. Yeah, and he ended up. So he actually that. picked up more that one, and he went on to win by less than the difference. Mm. So by being smart about it and knowing where you're at, the only time I would be suggesting to people, okay, to make that trade this week is if they are in a cash league and you need to, you know, get back into a tent like contention sure. and you're looking for a point of difference or if you're actually playing in leagues and your focus is leagues and you need to have a must win this week. Right. So that way then, but plan around playing finals to okay, in the league. So see who your matchups are at the end of the rounds and everything else. So go through the draw, okay, work out who's round you know, who's got the easiest ruck rounds in the last few, like, rounds of the year where you're going to be playing finals and bring that guy in and hopefully he gives you enough points this week to get over the line. Yeah. Now, I'll get some of Fox's take on this in a second. Would you do the same strategy, mate, for AFL Fantasy uh, with the two trades a week or is it purely a limited trades format plan? So AFL Fantasy, anything goes, Radio. So if you've got a really completed team, I would be looking at... Gorn down to a life set who should make money. Yeah, sure. Gorn, okay, even if he plays next week, he's highly likely to drop a few extra dollars. Mm-hmm. Life set for two rounds and then bring back Gorn in two rounds. Yeah, time. and use that extra cash you could potentially And use that extra way. cash. Then you've got plenty of guys like the GWS fellow that's coming back and a few others, you know, where you can actually start planning to bring them back into your teams. Yeah, exactly right. Foxy, yeah. your thoughts there? Super, super good. It makes no sense uh, trading Gorn out and trading him back in. Two, two trades yeah. late in the year. Who has who has two trades? You know, yeah. To pick up minimal points. Uh, Gorn has been going at 150. He's been uh, huge. Apart from last week. Yeah. Uh, factor that in. But he was going 150 for the previous five weeks in a row as an average for five, over five. So what I'm so what I'm hearing from both of you saying, look, th- there's no real justification in it. Well, maybe in AFL fantasy if your side's pretty complete, um, to to lock that trade in and, and move him on, only to probably have to look at finding a way to bring him back. Um, and it's not worth the trade or, and build around. Yeah. Or you look at our three F six options. Right. You look for the dual position. Okay, so if you've got a DPP at R3 currently, then you look at a Westhoff if he's named. You look at a Lysett to gub into F6, F7, then swing him into the rucks for the week where Gorn misses. Okay? Yeah. Now, otherwise, if you've got an F3 or something like that, you wait for teams. There's a couple of massive outs this week that aren't fantasy relevant, but could end up being fantasy relevant 
with their replacements. And I'm talking Bell Chambers, and I'm talking Caleb Sinclair. Yeah, so, so that's the Essendon Ruckman, the Sydney Ruckman, both have been confirmed. Uh, Sinclair's out for a minimum of three weeks with his injury. Bell Chambers is out for six and let's be honest, MJ, six weeks is the rest of the year. Well, there's eight weeks left of the year. So there's no benefit for Essendon to bring him back unless those final two games of the year is the difference for finals for Essendon. And but, they're in the conversation, yeah, but... Yeah, no, but it's highly unlikely. So, And Bell Chambers has a history of not coming back on time, if that makes sense. But then, yeah. even then, okay, six out of the eight games, that's, what's that, 75% Fox? It, uh, that feels like a ratio for Fox, that one, doesn't it? I think it? you're spot on there. 75% of the remaining games for the year, at the very worst, you've got cover in your rucks. Well, we're talking, and we're alluding, Fox, to a couple of players there. Zach Clark coming in and, and covering for Tom Bell Chambers. I thought, um, I thought he, he'd, they'd stamped him out. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't and, think he was... Yeah, genuinely. Well, if he's playing more ruck than forward, and McKernan's the relief, that I don't mind that. And then Sinclair, uh, Darcy Cameron's not quite fit right at the moment, so that's where a Michael Grassy Knoll, who's a basement price ruckman, could be coming in for us. So those are the cheap ruck options we could look at. Going to be an interesting so, ruck duel, isn't it, Essendon Sydney this week? Oh god. <laughs> so Fox, yes. quickly. Well, um, Xavier Clark did play a pre-season game without um, Bell Chambers in the team as the number one ruck and scored 100 from memory. In Dream Team and Fantasy, yeah. Yeah, across the formats, I think it was, in yep. Supercoach as well. So yeah. that's why I'm sort of alluding that 225,000 in Dream Team off the top of my head. And I think he's sub 200,000 in Supercoach. Yes, he is. It doesn't take much to upgrade even a bare minimum guy to uh, Xavier Clark. Uh, in uh, Supercoach, he's got a break What's even of negative Zach 16. Clark. Zach Clark, Clark. You're getting me now. Uh, he's priced at 182200 uh, with a break even of negative 16 yeah. in Supercoach. Xavier Clark had the worst brother ever to play AFL football. Oh, you're now you're getting me. Rafa Clark. Oh, yeah, they are. Anyway, yeah, so, so, yeah. We digress. the Tigers at the moment. Oh, stop stop digressing. So what, and that's an interesting one too, because both Bell Chambers and Sinclair maybe have got some daily fantasy or draft league relevance, but for salary cap coaches, kind of zilch, but all of a sudden they now create opportunities as we talk about trade targets. Rids, you feel a little more comfortable trading in an R3 to cover for the one week we might get of Clark and get some cash generation as opposed to trading a premium for a week and a week back. Well, exactly. I've, I've been looking at Zach Clark coming in and then using... So it all depends as well on how many trades you've got. Yeah, sure. So let's say you've got Brody Smith and you absolutely hate Brody Smith at the moment. You could bring in someone who's a little bit cheaper than him who's going to score very likely the same points. Mm. You can utilise the downgrade from a rookie down, like an Oscar Baker down. I think um, the Richmond fella forwards on Chol the bubble is week. on the Chol. bubble this week. Yeah, so there's a lot of options floating around the place. Haitley's probably still around that price tag mm-hmm. to bring him in. Hind is so another, there's a lot yeah. Of options. Yeah, yeah, there's lots and lots and lots and lots of options. So whatever you want to do, there's no wrong, there's no right, just do it. Like and it does at the end of the day, okay, you've only got eight rounds left. Yeah. So 
what why save trades if if your focus okay for the rest of the year is points why save trades and i'm not talking using them crazily and no. trading gone to zach clark this week okay what i'm suggesting is using a a planned strategic trade and bringing cover in for gone and at the end of the day, if Gorn misses three weeks, you're going to have Zach Clark filling in for three weeks. Yeah. And he does have history there of 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Yeah. So it could very well be handy. But why save that trade if you're going to cop two or three donuts now? If you've got a trade, you've just got to ride your luck to a degree. Yep. No, I think that's the right way to go. And obviously, Fox, you're more the league-focused man. And again, you have a different philosophy when, when leagues is your focus in, in, in some regards. Yeah, well, you save it. Yeah, save the trade. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the um, R3, you know, F, F6, F7. That's, that's, Get the that's, link, use the loop, make it happen if you can. Most smart coaches probably already got that. Use them like a binds that, or that, something from West Coast. That to open man up the already in there, ready to go. Yes, well, the opportunity is there for you, and that is good news. And because we are eight weeks left in the year, you are well and truly at a position where you, you should be pretty comfortable to throw away your F8 or uh, your D8 or your M11 position just for dual position flexibility. Um, you should certainly not be worried about needing to get some cash generation through there. Granted, you look at some key options. You've got someone like Amabi Chol, um, who in uh, Dream Team and Supercoach is at a basement price and, and really strong break-evens. You can go and check them out at coachespanel.tv if you don't have the assistant coach for AFL Fantasy. He's still just under 250000 as a negative break-even. He's not going to ton up uh, like he did uh, this past week uh, against the Saints, but if you get somewhere between what he did this week against the Saints and what he did a fortnight earlier against the Crows when he was in that 60s range, you'll kind of take that. Because, Fox, you're, you know, both of you guys are Tigers, so it doesn't really matter who asks. But, Fox, it appears as if Chol's kind of just taken Bolter's role in the side, at least in the immediate term. Well, that, that team's filling up now. It is. The big boys are back now. we got Rewild back probably one to two. So If it's not this week, he was on uh, AFL 360 saying he's doing the full training load this I th- week. I think, so it'll be either this week or next. I think Rewald is probably the guy that replaces Child okay. now. It probably was Bolter at that stuff. Yep. But now he's been, you know, it's just the big the big guys are back now. Yes, so, true. Uh, they're the guys. So probably uh, looking at maybe one or two weeks from From Child. But and it, he, it's the cash. He hasn't got here. the DPP. No. Uh, in, so I don't know if he has. No, he, no, he, no. Just pure forward. Yeah. So there's not a lot there. All right. Yeah, so at the end of the day, though, you don't throw away Gorn for 50 or 60 points this week. Yes, exactly. No, I agree. Totally agree. I think we're all... Uh, that, that's helpful. Um, let's, let's talk about, um, before we get to some uh, some Fox super coach advice, especially for the forward line, we did talk about some guys that are out that or potential outs for us. We know Caleb Daniel is out for the next month and Crips, Danger and Gorn, all depending on which news sites you follow, move from questionable to possible to probable. Um, uh, so we, we won't read too much into that with you know teams getting dropped within the next 48 hours. There's no point running the coulda, shoulda, woulda, mitre. Um, you're going to get your answer pretty quickly in the week for you. But there is one guy that is likely to come back this week, Leon Cameron. 
at Tuesday morning press conference, um, pretty much said, without putting words into his mouth, all Lockie Whitfield has to do is get through training sessions this week and it'll be probably very difficult not to select him coming back off his collarbone injury. Here's the thing, and Reeds, maybe I'll throw this to you, is when you look at he's playing nine of a potential 14 games, two of those have been injury-impacted games, one quite early on, the other a little bit later on. Well, one was early and impacted his score, but he stayed through the game. His break-evens, for what it's worth in Supercoach, is 154. His Dream Team break-even is 162. And his AFL Fantasy break-even is 138. Now, he's gone there and thereabouts of a 200 already this year. But does his break-even matter for us, Rids, as we consider trading him in? I'm seeing a popular trade this week is Caleb Daniel up to a Lockie Whitfield using some dual position or an AFL Fantasy. You know, you've got him both as defenders through there. It, it, does the break even matter for Lockie Whitfield for us at this point in the year? So Lockie Whitfield's a weird one, isn't it? So a couple of weeks ago, do you remember the conversation we had where we were saying that he's as close to must-have as you can get? Yeah, and then he got injured like the, a fortnight later. Well, yeah, it was awful timing and everything else. But at the end of the day, there's only eight rounds left. Yeah. So, so it's sort of like... Even if he goes 120 for those eight rounds, okay, mm. how much more does he outscore the other guy that's a lot cheaper and how much does it do damage going to him and using those dollars? So let's throw out that Brody Smith to Lockie Whitfield scenario. Sure. In Dream Team, it's close enough to 300000 okay, for that trade. Yep. So... Are you looking at spending that 300000 to do that or are you looking at going Dylan Clark to a Matt Crouch? Mm. You know, that's where the hesitation is. If if you're still playing Dylan Clark on the field, yes, I understand Brody Smith's frustrating to own, but that's no secret. Yeah, We've he, known that for years. Yeah, for a decade. Why hold him through the tough times? Then now Adelaide's draw frees up a bit, like... He should come home 80-85, you know, through the rest of the year and dream team. Does it make sense then to go to a guy at his absolute best is going to average 120 for that period if you're going to... you see what I mean? Yeah, like, and using Smith as the example after the, the, the showdown this week, the Crows fixture, which you allude to, is Gold Coast, Essendon at home, Carlton at the G, St Kilda at Adelaide Oval. That's after Port Adelaide this week. That's a pretty correct. tasty four weeks. So you're really looking at a 90-95 type average for those games because he is a downhill skier. Mm. So often he averages a lot better in the games that they win. And win well, yeah. And win well. So um, I tell you, though, Whitfield's one of those tricky ones. Like, there's already been two game-affected injuries this year. So and I know that you can consider that bad luck or anything else. But the fact of the matter is they've still occurred and owners have still copped those injuries affecting scores. Yeah. So take out that 190 from, who was it again that they played? It was... Um, uh, Carlton match that he dominated. Yeah. So, look, I mean, GWS do have that sort of draw where it is friendly, but you could almost sit and wait for a week, couldn't you, against Brisbane this week? So yeah. Sunday night... You've already gone through, you know, um, you could probably do an emergency loophole like with one of your guys and 
D7. Yeah. See whether he can come through and gives you a 70 or 80. Yeah. That it's probably worth holding off for a week on Whitfield and seeing how he comes through. He's only a skinny lad and he's broken his collarbone from a hard, like a really, really hard tackle. So it's like, I just don't know the. I just don't know, mate. Like, and Brisbane do strike me as the kind of side, especially when you get blokes like a a, a Mitch Robinson uh, running around for Brisbane. That while well, he'll certainly play fair, you know, Mitch, if he's given the opportunity in a tackle or in a contest to just see exactly how well that shoulder's put back together again, Mitch is the kind of bloke, Fox, that'll go. I'll just see what we can do here, shall we? Absolutely, he does his best work that way, doesn't he? Uh, it's his favourite thing to do. You know, Brisbane and- a strong side. And the draw, though, the two games he got injuries against the K were Sydney and Gold Coast, mm. and they played both of those guys in the last four rounds of the year. Yeah, Sydney round 20, the Gold Coast Suns round 23. Yeah, it's just a little bit of a quirk of the draw. That mm, yeah, no, it certainly is. Does that, Fox, intrigue you when it comes to Whitfield in terms of defenders this year? Um, arguably, no defender has the ceiling shown. Um, just yet that Lockie Whitfield does. Does the fact that you look at that round 23 match up against Gold Coast, knowing full likely the Suns are probably fully out of gas by then, they're, they're, they're spluttering along okay. They've got maybe two or three potentially winnable games for the rest of the year. Um, do you look at that matchup and go, even if I don't get Whitfield this week, I'm going to want him because of that final round matchup? It looks salivating this far out, but they might rest him that week. Suppose the resting is yeah the restings don't happen as much now with the buy round between finals and round twenty three as they used to four or five years ago but yeah absolutely well yeah over the years I've looked at things so far ahead and Mm. um yeah they've come back to bite you on them but yeah generally it seems sides in the top four are less likely to rest given the fact that if they win that first final a player could only get you know one game of AFL in a month's period so they're a bit more hesitant to do that my, um, my worry is just the cat yeah the limited cash generation that we've had you know sure wrecking two positions to get one um yeah, and then that's... you know and rids has talked about you know the value options we you know there's cheap options to get in a couple of weeks like sicily's I, crazy cheap in about yeah, a week's time i brought him in i think a week before he got injured whitfield so, yeah that's better so than he, the week he off burnt, he, he burnt me there so i'm yeah i'm a little bit you're hesitant I'm, because yeah, of that. I'm, I'm not that. I'm not that tempted to race him in. Okay, I'd probably rather watch him for one or two, and that price comes down, and and maybe then. Well, as I said, his lowest break evens in AFL fantasy. It's one thirty eight. Dream teamers, you're looking at one sixty two, which is his peak. Super coach is one fifty four, and he's got uh, maybe one or two scores depending on the format you play. That's over that break even. Um, he, he could make that. Of course, he could. Unlikely, but he probably. Yeah, has every chance to. He certainly has every chance to do that. that that's definitely. So, Whitfield was tagged by who a couple of weeks ago? Was it Holman? Nick Holman did the tagging role on him, and uh, we are seeing a bit more of a trend. Maybe West Coast are leading it. Hutchings is out for the next month, but we are seeing not just tagging coming back into the game, but um, kind of the run and carry and the link up player for sides starting to get locked down on a little bit more. Yeah, so. I mean, there's every likelihood, though, in that last round that Holman still goes to Whitfield because he was doing a good job. He was. So, I mean, just because you're playing Gold Coast doesn't mean that you're not going to get a tag. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Look, I think if you could 
if you can get Whitfield at some point in the rest of the year and it's not destroying your side and your cash generation, he's clearly no one's been able to go really near him this year. But as we talked about, two injuries this year. He's played nine of a potential 14 games. Um, it'll be interesting to see what sides do to him um, in the next couple of weeks. We've talked about Brisbane this week. Then Richmond, Collingwood, Port Adelaide is that first four weeks. And then for the final four weeks of the year, it's Sydney, Hawthorne, Western Bulldogs and the Gold Coast Suns. And uh, the Swans have shown they're more than happy to run multiple tags um, as well for what it's worth. All right. There you go. There's some thoughts on uh, Whitfield. The other probably uh, fantasy relevant in uh, is Alex Witherden. Uh, is he a, a trade-in target for us? He was in. Uh, he was ill last week. He, he performed okay the week prior to that. I, I think it was against Carlton. He scored okay. He has been one of the more disappoint, disappointing uh, performers of the year to, to say, Fox. People thought he was going to break out, become that mid-90s sort of guy. He has had some two good back half of the years of his two seasons, so maybe it's not too late, but... Is he someone to trade in at a low point? or He showed a whole heap of promise at the end of last year. He did? He hasn't shown much at all. No. I, I couldn't do it. Okay. Jeez, I reckon, though, that if you look at Dersma, if you still have Dersma, and you could bank some money going Dersma to Witherden, you'd be crazy not to look at it, wouldn't you? Is that in any specific format or in all of them? Well, pretty much all of them. Yeah. That's right. So you could bank, what is it, about 30000 in Dream Team? Mm-hmm. And I think it's even more in a couple of the other formats. Yeah, it's so, about 20-odd in Supercoach as well, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what Dersma's showing signs of, you know, it's, been, it's becoming a longer year for his first-year player. So he's probably going to get a rest at some stage, probably going to miss a few, you know, there's signs there that he's running out of steam. Sure. So, I mean, Witherden did come home, as Fox said, last year with a massive end of the year. If you could make 20 points and bank cash out of that, I'd be I'd be looking at it. Yeah, the worrying thing in Supercoach, he hasn't turned up this year. He's had a few 90s. He's had a few Yeah, 90s. yeah, but you're getting him for what he can do. You're not getting him for you're what not paying he hasn't the 80, done this year. Yeah, you're not paying for the 88. 85, yeah, 90. I that know you that, but oh, I'm a bit hesitant. All right. Everybody knows I love an upcoming fixture draw. He, he's coming up against uh, GWS, then Port, North Melbourne, and Hawks. And for the final four, it's the Dogs, the Suns, the Cats, and the Tigers at the G. That's yeah, I'd a, definitely be keen. It's not a horrible run. There's a there's a couple of games there where you, you, you're not super stoked by it, but there's there's a couple there I like. You could do worse. When you're making money off a cash cow to go to Witherden, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. We haven't seen a heap of signs that he's going to deliver, but look, people were saying that a month ago with Jackson McRae going, don't bring him in, there's no signs. But the past three weeks, he's absolutely brained it because you're getting a premium at a bottomed-out price. So I do not mind it as a trade, that is for sure. Um a couple of last questions before we want to look at wrapping up. A, a shorter episode this week as we get towards the end of the year. Uh, there's uh, a, the natural amount of content that people want to talk about is very narrowed around certain key things. But, Fox, uh, every week you love to bring us a, a little bit of a super coach bargain by. Sometimes you bring a interpretive dream along with that for us this week. Uh, any interpretive dreams? Uh, and who are your super coach forward bargain buys? Well, every time I try a dream or a vision or whatever it is, it doesn't work. Well, you're trying it's, to. It's got to. It's, it's got to come natural. 
You okay. Gotta, you got to allow it. You've got to let the vision come you to got, you. Yeah. Okay. You can't go for it. It's got to come to you. Okay. All right. Uh, so what do you want to know? <laughs> what exactly what I asked you for? You've right. got some super coach we're, forward. All right. We're looking at um, yeah the trouble a troubled area. Yes. F six seven. Which um, yeah I noticed um some of these guys big big percentage on these players still Parker and Young, Drew Petrocelli. Yeah. Yeah, they've still got massive numbers in Super In terms of ownership and, numbers, yeah. Yeah, and um, people are playing them on field. So yes. There is, a, there, is, there is that need for the F6-7. So um, I'm going to start at a very low one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about him before, Mab Chole. Oh. Uh, in Supercoach, 102.4K. Even though he's probably only going to play one more, two more weeks? Just as a cash grab. Okay, rather than an yeah. on-field scoring, sure. Get, get a couple of hundred... K, you know, to put somewhere else, yep. maybe down the back line for Whitfield. Okay. Uh, then we move up um, a little. We talked about him last week, Tom Tommy Lynch. Oh yes. Now he's actually gone up. You could have got him eleven point seven k cheaper if you went last week. And a few people, point two percent of people, actually did jump on him last week. Well, that's um, a point two of people listening to the Fox. <laughs> that's about four hundred, four hundred and fifty people jump would have jumped on him. Okay. Uh, owned by 2.8%. Uh, he's got Gold Coast yes. this week, and then he's got all the rest, seven at the MCG. Yeah, it's a nice little run for him, that's for sure. And his previous on the MCG, although it's only very sample size, yes. might have been one game or two. <laughs> uh, 2016, he averaged 104. Mm-hmm. 2017, 103. He didn't play in 2018. At the G, no. And we won't count what he's done so far because he's what? been injured. He's been working his way He's played every through. game, Fox. Yeah, but he's worked his way through that injury and he's ready to perform. Okay. He hasn't had rewild there. No, for most of the year, no. Um, that I will pay, not... not yeah. I know so he's building his I th- tank. I really think he's still a good option at that price. Uh, Would you, Fox, uh, encourage anyone to go from a Caleb Daniel down to a Tom Lynch? No. Great. Good. Just no. wanted to make sure uh, you're not uh, advocating no, no, for no, stupidity. No, no. no you'd have to do one of the rookies. You know, okay. like a Bolter, Parker. Parker. Sure. One, one of those guys. Now, this one, I'm taking a little bit of latitude, maybe a bit of longitude, maybe a little outside the box of okay. the coach's panel. Here we go. This will be good. Brace but, up, Reds. This could be interesting. It's not my cup of tea. Oh, here we go. Wait, that's a great caveat. Yep. This guy's owned by 0.1%. Okay. 203 people. That, that did auto-select and, and it's probably all, it And the probably only people that own him are his community centre and his relatives, probably. Okay. Re- way to pitch it. Um, now, he's 316K. Just show you the name, Fox. He has Sydney next week. Oh, God. Sean McKernan. Oh, I get why you've done this. <laughs> I get why. Look, Bell Chambers is out. Darcy, yes. Danaher. I reckon he plays a fair bit in the ruck. He's done it before in, in other he years. He's, he's come on and we've sort of gone, you know, who is this guy? You know, he's virtually known around the place as a spud, but he, he could be the guy. He's wised up a little. Yes. He's got that opportunity he in does. front of him. Um, he carries that number 44. He does. Now, look at all the players that are wearing 44 this year that have improved, like go. Stack, English, um, it's, it's McPherson. It's pretty easy to improve <laughs> from zero, Fox. <laughs> McPherson, Zerha, 
uh, Tommy Stewart. They're all, all forty falls, and they're all, there's something about the forty four. I just I just think there's something about, and that's that. about as many people are going <laughs> to jump on picking him this week too. We'll see. He's, yeah, yeah, he's very low ownership. Um, he didn't have any tape on him last <laughs> last week, and yep. he scored 103 super coach points. I suppose. Now he's not everyone's cup of tea. I'm not going there, but he's not anybody's cup of tea, Fox. He, he's out there. He is. Well, I don't mind that in a draft or a daily fantasy move. I feel I feel a little risky doing it in a in a salary cap format, but. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Probably AFL fantasy type of pick. Yeah, I don't know if I'd do that to myself there either. He's there. He, <laughs> I'm not going to argue that he's there. Fox. And the opportunity, like everything's there open for him. It's the opportunities there. No question he's, about He's that. been around AFL for long enough. Here's his opportunity. Those that jump on him, he goes, he averages 100 for the rest of the year. You'll be, you'll be laughing at that price. I don't know yep. what I, I. I don't want to say what I'd do if that happens because I've got fear in my heart that it, he'll do that just right. to spite me. Thanks, we'll just George. jump up one more. All right, last one, and then Rids, I'll get some dream team bargains from you, mate. Before I want to get some captaincy thoughts and we wrap oh, up the episode. Right, this guy. The last game he played, he scored forty-five supercoach points in his last quarter of footy okay. that he played. Uh, the last four games, he's increased his score each round by at least nine points. Mm-hmm. Now he he last week he got thirty seven disposals, nine marks, and six tackles, but it was in the sandful. Touche. But he's almost a certainty to be playing this week, and he's actually one that will help us at that R three F seven. Oh, you had to find not a the, way to bring him in. R three the next. Not the red speedos. Three of the next oh, four at home. Oh, no. He's guaranteed, like, I reckon Ken Hinckley's had a vision this week, and he's coming in. Y- you reckon they're bringing the Hoff in? I reckon he's coming in. Wow. Um, he's, actually, he's actually decreased in numbers, so he's more unique. He's dropped from <laughs> eight, eight to 6.8. Oh, you eight. bet he's unique. <laughs> um, yeah, 373. Like, he's 200K less than a Lysette. So look at that! So look Cole, at that value. Oh I've actually got him at why, the moment. Why would they bring back Westhoff if um, Dougal Howard's right to go? Yeah, why would they have dropped him? Because he wasn't performing. Well, he's Fox thirty-eight but, years old. Yeah, no, no one, no one thought that they would drop him. Ken Hinckley lost it. He absolutely lost it. But but he's got to be picked. Like you don't. He's got to be yeah, picked. Yeah. <laughs> really? he, he isn't in the twenty-two yet. So. Oh no, he's not. You're but if he, his... if he comes in, he's not. He's going to stay in, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. We all we all. Know. You're we... as excited about Fox we... at, about him as the fantasy community is about Rockliffe's <laughs> sandful score. Yeah, it's good. It's sandful though. There's no guarantee to come back in. Yeah, oh, I, I, I reckon him him and Rocky will be in next week. Oh, I think that's a brave call. Like Rockliffe only had 57 with like whatever else. Like he scored 200. Rockliffe's a definite in. There's no worries about that. Oh, yeah. But there's... I, I don't see where Westhoff fits. If Dougal Howard is fit, Laddams might drop out, then Dougal Howard comes in. But where does Westhoff play? Correct. Dixon's playing like... I think they'll find I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. I think he'll find a spot, and, right. he, and it'll be a very fantasy-friendly spot. And... Okay. He'll put those points on the board. Well, I hope he is. Good luck to you, Fox. But don't pick him if he doesn't get picked. <laughs> <laughs> there is a caveat. 
Okay. I feel like that doesn't we need have to be explained on this. <laughs> I feel like that doesn't need to be explained on the podcast. But but nonetheless, I appreciate your work there. Uh, Rids, any visions that you've had of players that may help us in Dream Team? No visions, but I've got an absolute <laughs> bargain of the millennium. All right, I'm listening. You remember a couple of weeks ago, I might have suggested a guy called Ryan Burton at 420,000. Yeah, and I think he's averaging about in, 90 or 100 across the formats in that time. Yeah, he had a disappointing first quarter last week. It but was he ended up with typhoon. nearly 70. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not a wet footballer, like nope. a wet weather footballer. No. Nope. But I've got an absolute bargain for you this week, MJ. All right, I'm listening. Right. His name's Jaden Short. Whew. 454,000 in Dream Team. Hello. He's definitely an 80-plus type guy. Richmond loves the ball in his hands. Okay. He's got a break-even of 131 this week, but they do play Gold Coast, and then they play GWS the week after. So, so again, if you're looking at a Dersma or a Marty Hall or whatever, you can't go wrong with a Jaden Short this week. No, that's true. Talk, talk to me. I'm curious about this. It's something that for Patreons we discussed uh, on the round review episode. If you want to get that and support the coaches panel, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash coaches panel and join the army there. But we talked a little bit about um, the Richmond defensive structure. It was largely using Hooley as a conversation, but um, it's going to be interesting to see what Richmond do with both Hooley and Short back in the side. Ellis playing off the wings. Is it going to be a little bit of some weeks one of them gets the score bump and the others do? Or is Short being the future of the back line? Is the side going to look to get the ball more into Jaden's hands? There's no way known people should have been bringing in Hooley at top dollar. I know that. Like, like I mean, Hooley, Hooley has a history of going massive for Six stretches weeks. and time. Yep. And then, like, drops off. And it's always around Ramadan and everything else. Yes. So I, as much as I love the guy and everything else because I'm a Richmond supporter, Jaden Short was coming back. Shane Edwards was coming back to play across half-back mm. again. They moved Sydney Stack forward, who can then go back as well. Yeah. People can be moved at any point in time. Hooley's actually one that could get rested at some stage yeah. as well. So, I mean, I, I never understood why people were bringing him in for, what was it, Whitfield a few weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a very popular move uh, across the formats. Yeah, it was, it's crazy. It's like, again, you... Like, I love Hooley, okay? Great I really guy. do. He provides run and carry and everything else. But when these guys come back, there's only so much ball you can win. Yep. And does that impact... So, and, and that's where I bring the question back to a Jaden Short. Is it the same thing? Is There's only so much ball with Edwards, no, him no, and No, no, no. No, no, no. Jaden Short's... Uh, 80 guy and he takes the kick in they love the ball in his hand back of Hooley he turns it over as much as he hits targets yeah. like Jaden Short's penetrating he's like so they're totally different players to a degree because Hooley's a run and carry and drive it to a mm. contest type thing whereas Jaden Short pin like he pinpoints 50 meter passes yeah he does like so he's an absolute difference ball fish altogether. Like so Shane Edwards is going to play more of a decision type player around half back, mm. you know, with the hands and everything else. So Short will play a lot deeper in the back line. Hooley will push up onto a wing more than likely. Yep. And Edwards will play that half back role. 
So again, like Julio goes through these stretches, we see it every year. Mm. If you jump on him at the right time, happy days. I think Fox, you did it this year, didn't you? You yeah. jumped on him at the right time? Yeah, in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy I did, yeah. So would you yeah. trade him out in AFL Fantasy now, Fox? Yeah, probably you would. Yeah, get the value yeah. and move him on? Yeah. And yeah. would you, Rids, do the same in, in like a keeper league? And again, depending on if your team's in contention or not, would you be looking at moving a Basher Hooli on? Well, your keeper leagues are a bit different though. So I'm not sure about a keeper league because at the end of the day, if you've got a Hooli and you're in contention, you want to keep a Hooli because a lot of the defensive premiums or so-called premiums suck at the moment. So, yes. like, we're seeing Sicily, you know, averaging what over the last few weeks? And we're seeing, seven, yeah. Yeah, even Stewart's taken a bit of a dive the last, you know, the consistency rate for defensive premiums outside of... Who is it? Whitfield and Lloyd, really, besides last week yep. when he was tagged. Like, there's just nothing there this year. Like, no. you know, a guy like Salem's, like, like if we were saying at the start of the year a guy like Salem was going to be a top six defender, would be, we would have been raising eyebrows. But yes, true. that's what's happening, you know? So, so yeah, I just got no... I got... I just don't like defensive premiums at this point in time. That's why I'm a little bit anti-Whitfield as well at this point. Five, six weeks ago when you asked me whether he was as close to a must-have as you can, of course he was. He's coming off 190, he's got this, he's got that, he's averaging this. But it's always scary, isn't it, when you go through a second injury-affected game like... And he's coming back from a broken collarbone. Like, I've got hesitancies. Like, I'm hesitant about all defensive premiums, though. Yeah, so what I'm hearing you talking about is, look, if there's upgrades you can make in other lines, make them there. Because at the back line, you're not... You're going to get a cheap, pretty good option um, at very best in the next week or two, whether that be a bottomed-out Sicily, Hearn, Whitfield... Lloyd, if you don't have him, he'll be cheapish um, in two weeks' time. Laird, still on the cheaper side of life. Stewart, but, you know. But even with Whitfield, okay, his previous best season was last year at 100. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so this year's been so big. Like, yeah. But can he consistently play at that, like, 120 level for the rest of the eight? Just because he's done it for you know, a period of time doesn't mean that they always do it for the rest of the year. Absolutely. You know, that's exactly what we're seeing with Hooley at the moment, you know, like, so yeah, I'm just really hesitant about 90% of people, but again, it's risk reward, isn't it? Like buy, buy low, sell high, you know? So, I mean, Jaden short to me should average very close to what Hooley does for the rest of the year. Mm. And a considerably cheaper price. Two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. in Dream Team. Yeah. If got- you own Hooli and Dream Team, wouldn't you be tempted to go that two hundred and fifty thousand for what five points, ten points difference a game, Matt? Well, that's that gives you the opportunity to get a a Clark up to a Matt Crouch, pretty much. Well, exactly right. So that's what I'm sort of suggesting here is to get creative, okay? Because you could actually make up a lot of points by being smart about this. It doesn't have to be the usual downgrade to... One for one, yeah. ...to one 
and then upgrade something to something. You can actually utilize two trades a lot better and almost come out 70, 80 points better off for those two trades a week. Yep. No, I don't disagree with that with all. Um, any other, before Fox wants to chat captains in a minute, is, is there any other dream team bargains that are out there that we ne- really need to talk about or is short the one to go for a la Burton a well, fortnight ago? Well, short's the only one that I really like this week, but there will be a guy that's coming back in the next week or two for the Collingwood in the midfield in Taylor Adams that yeah. we should really talk about. He's going to be reasonably cheap in a couple of games. So, But again, it all depends on trades now, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And look, he still seems like he's a week or two away, I believe. Um, but he's been, he's been a week like or that two. For a, yeah, it's been like that for a month now. Yeah, it has. And that's my only hesitation about any player that kind of always is a week or two away and, and then another week or two and then another week or two. Gosh, you know, uh, Collingwood, unfortunately, for Pe- Magpie fans, they are not the side they were late towards the end of last year. They've been winning pretty ugly, to, safe to say. And last week, well, they didn't even have a quarter where they turned up to save themselves. So it'll be interesting to see what they look like over these next six to eight weeks pre-finals. Um, yeah, so if you're looking for a forward this week, I'd recommend someone like a Jeremy, Jeremy Cameron, yeah, who seems to be a really dropped out in across all the formats. So he might be the one, although... That Brisbane matchup this week, you'll probably have Harris Andrews on him, so that's a tough matchup. Yeah. But again, he's someone that I'd be looking at as value. He is, uh, and we've already talked a little bit about what that GWS fixture looks like over the next eight weeks as we've talked about Lockie Whitfield. All right, man, appreciate your thoughts on a couple of bargain options through there. Uh, Fox, before we wrap up the episode, the reason we're not doing questions this week is largely because they are all around Caleb Daniel, Patrick Cripps, Patrick Dangerfield, and Max Gorn about what I should do if they're out, and we kind of answered that for the first 10 minutes of the episode. So, What do we is... think with Cripps? Uh, he'll miss maybe one more. Okay, that's what I thought. Why would they play him? There's, if, if, there's no benefit to bringing him back an extra week early. They won... One of the upsets of the year, maybe not the, but definitely one of the upsets of the year. It wasn't even the upset of the round, MJ. We're talking that up a little bit too much. I said one of the of the year. We got North Melbourne beating Collingwood. Yeah, you're fair. That's a and we've got Essendon beating GWS. It wasn't even the upset of the round. No, that's probably fair. We we got three Fremantle's of the best not in that the good, mate. Yeah, maybe, that's fair. I'm just getting a bit too carried away with exaggeration. I'm 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 never prone to that. Fox. I don't know what uh, did Terry Wallace give anyone um, an albatross or a condor? Oh, I'm sure <laughs> we'll, I'll send him a message and we'll find <laughs> okay. uh, what what he's done. But look, uh, the most of the question. Uh, some media reports suggested Patrick Cripps is in, back into running um, this week and is a chance to play this week. But I, I, I don't see the need uh, for them to rush him back this week against Melbourne. Um, you could build a case it's a fairly winnable game. Unfortunately, Melbourne are a little bit up and down this year and more down than up uh, in terms of their form. So you probably look... Uh, Fox, but it could be a gaunless Melbourne as It well. could be a very gaunless Melbourne. Um, Which is absolute winnable. Very winnable without Gorn. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Um, Fox, yep. you want to talk captains before we go? Uh, I can. Well, you said at the start, you like, MJ, I want to talk captains. I said, fine, I'll put it I on the run I had something sheet. on the bottom of my sheet. If we were going to talk about captains, well, I would now. like... I could. All right. The floor is yours, Fox. All right. I can. All right, captains. Um, 
I reckon the good captain, op- vice captain option. Yes, which you get in uh, Dream Team and Supercoach yeah, for fantasy. You don't. You no know, more Thursday night. Games. Nothing. You get nothing. nothing in AFL fantasy. Play on. Um, Brody Grundy is a very good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, at the G, he uh, take out his eighty-one and eighty-four in Supercoach. Why are we at, taking at him out? Well, they're just too low numbers. Oh, okay. I don't and he averages 139 at the G. And take out all of the bad scores of Tom Rockliffe this I'm year. Just trying to bump, only um, his sandful. I'm just trying to bump up his numbers. I'm just trying to make it look good. Did that go to air? Yeah. Um, then I think in in the middle there's a good uh, matchup uh, with the Adelaide Crows. There'd be a good few good Showdown. Crows there. Uh, Rory Sloan, Matt Crouch would yep. be two good options. Mm-hmm. Uh, McRae would be a very good option Against as well. Against the Cats under the roof at Marvel. Dare I say it. Rocky did the same game earlier in the year. He got 149 in the corresponding round eight okay. showdown. Is it, do they call it the showdown? They do call it the showdown. Okay. <laughs> he, he got 149. So, <laughs> so if you love game. Rocky, go for it. Okay. Yeah, make sure you make him captain. Okay. You can right. love him. There you go. All right. Now, uh, and the last game is the GWS. That's probably the one you might Giant like. Stadium against the Lions. Yeah. Um, it's hard to go past Josh Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, Has not dropped under 100 in Dream Team and Fantasy all year, and I don't think he's dropped under 90 in Supercoach. Last time on this ground, 149. <laughs> Supercoach. Hey, Fox. Yep. Oh, hang on. I haven't finished did, yet. Wait a sec. I've just got a quick question. How did Wines play against that... Showdown when Rockliffe went 140. He, he was fantastic in the Sandfall, I believe. Yeah, he was. Was he water skiing? <laughs> no, he... I don't think he was playing. So, yeah, so this week he plays. Oh, he? don't worry. No, I'm not. I'm, a, I'm not on Rocky. I don't own him. Even no, though I'm you just, just said he's though. a captain option. Yeah, yeah. For, the, for those, yeah, for those that love him. Okay, right. Yeah, but at the end of the day, there is serious question marks around putting him captain, isn't there? I would not even put the VC on him. I wouldn't put anything on it. Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> okay, there you go. There you go. Uh, any other? So Kelly. Uh, yeah, well, I'll get back to Kelly. Uh, three of his last four at the showgrounds. Do they call it the showgrounds? The where, Giant where Stadium. Yeah, yeah. showgrounds. That, do they have showbags? At their home ground. They, have yep. show ba- they sell showbags at oh, showtime. Fox, you're unbelievable. <laughs> yep. All right, he's gone 130 plus. Okay. So he is an absolute lock if you haven't got a cap. If End your week with Josh Kelly is what I'm hearing you saying if you need it. Yes. Cap him off at the end if you haven't got anyone better as your VC. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, we do... Sorry. Were you going to say something there, Rids? Yeah. I was going to say, Fox sort of suggested it, and I think he's trying to highlight the fact that when there's a carnage-type round coming up, captaincy choice is so much more important than the normal 2,500-type weeks. Yep, run-of-the-mill week, yep. Yeah, so it's a very important to nail your captains in these sort of carnage rounds. And is it worth deliberately going to look for a unique option because of the carnage, or don't get too carried away with that? It depends if you're focused. So if you think that you're going to be 50, 60 points off the mark because you're going to cop a donut for a Gorn... Yep. Um, I would probably raise that VC up a little bit. Yeah, right. Right. So instead of taking 115, 120 in Dream Team, raise it to 125, 130. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. just take a couple extra risks. 
you know. All right. He's reading off my notes. All right, there you go. I appreciate your work. Thanks, Rids. Uh, there is one question uh, from our Patreons uh, that Mal has thrown in. We've got a couple of Mal's that are part of the Patreon. Um, he just wants to know. It's the one question that's not about Gorn, Dangerfield, or Daniel. Uh, so we'll throw it out there. Uh, it's a question from Mal. He just wants to know, what's the worst pick that you had in your starting squad in 2019? Ah, good. What's your worst um, pick in your starting squad this year? Well, either a, a selection you did or a one you knew you should have picked and for whatever reason you didn't pick. Well, Jordan Ridley, I reckon. Yeah. Starting with Ridley? I, I absolutely was sold that he'd be a mainstay for Essendon yeah, this year. Yeah, I was too. But then John Worsfold's an idiot, so <laughs> what do we know? <laughs> oh, yeah, that wasn't great. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, there's always... I make terrible decisions every year we started. You know, if I actually started... Okay, so I want the viewers, the viewers, listen to me, the listeners or whoever you are, to remind me next pre-season to not do a pre-season, just go with the vanilla team at the start. Just pick all of the high percentage owners, like players, and then I'm just going to do that next year, okay? And then that way then... I can actually trade my way to actually getting close enough to win something. Like, because you should see some of my starting lineups. They are putrid. We're talking names like Hanley, Ridley. Oh, Hanley's was good. It's just like he played his part nicely. He did actually, didn't he? So, yeah, Ridley's the one that was sucky. Yeah. Like, he left in the first week and then starting a Toby Green who gets, oh, yeah. you know, you know, it's Got just like. One. There's, a, there's quite a few there that you just go, wow, wait, did I really start that guy? And did I not start that guy? Like, yeah, what yeah. drugs am I on? Like, you know. But at the end of the day, though, I just don't understand how some of my, some of my starting choices are putrid, MJ. Oh, well. Well, take, it as a, take it as a learning opportunity, mate. I ah, agree with you, Ridley. Less. Listen to you. Listen to you. I'm trying to be positive. Learning opportunity. <laughs> I'll tell you now, and I, you never hear me talk about rankings or anything. Okay, At the moment, I'm going okay in a couple of You are? Yes. Um, if I had a starting lineup that might have half resembled a unique vanilla, like a vanilla type, what do they call it? A cookie cutter setup. Yes. I might actually be leading some of these comps, mate, and I might even have twenty trades left. That's true. Like some of these starting lineups, I've got to. Abs- I'll post one at the end of the year. If Let's do want. that. I'll post. Let's do I'll that. I'll post. Uh, to, what is a dream team? No, though. Yeah. Let's do I'll that. I'll post a dream team starting lineup at the end of the year, and you tell me how the hell I could possibly get a ranking of where I finish from that. All right. Because well. I should be I should be with the also-rans in the 5,000s and stuff. Right. I'm just lucky I've got a couple of guesses right. All right. Well, I look forward to that. Uh, uh, we both looked at each other, Fox, when he, he mentioned Ridley. We, I think we both fell into that trap. Is there any other players for you, or is he your guy? I can't remember that You've blocked it out. Back, yeah. That's what you've done, mate. You've moved out. It's like a bad dream. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, I think I had Tim English. I might have started yeah, yeah. him, which... Looking what? for a cheap R2. The theory yeah. was right, but... Yeah, he's just he's just not consistent. Yeah, no. Another two years. Yeah. 
All right. Well, fair enough, too. And you want another one? Oh, sure, mate, while we're here. Um, Schultz. Oh, Lockie Schultz from Fremantle. Yes. Came out, absolutely drilled it in that first game. That's Kicked right. Kicked goals, looked sensational. I don't know, he, he might be dead now because no one's oh. seen him. Like, like, has anyone seen him in the last... I haven't seen oh, him play in the MIA. past 10 weeks. Mate, he's on, like, milk cartons and stuff, you know, missing. Like, have you seen me? Oh, like, Lockie Schultz, haven't even heard of the guy's name. Haven't even seen him in the best for whoever they play for in the waffle. <laughs> like, absolute <laughs> garbage it is. Is he still on your bench? Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, no, mate, time. I turned him into a gardener well after that. Oh. What a trade that was. Oh, <laughs> look at that trade. That's a ripper. Woo-hoo! Hey, let us know your horrible starting squad sides. Uh, comment below, uh, whether it be via Facebook, Twitter, or uh, direct here on uh, iTunes as a review or whatever it is. Uh, we want to know your horrible starting squad player. Uh, and uh, let us know so we can all just commiserate with you because everybody has had one player in our starting squad that we've just looked at and then we've just gone, oh! we needed to fix that up, and that's what we've done. Hey, Fox, a pleasure as always, my friend. Yes, good evening, gentlemen. Yes, good morning, good afternoon, depending when you're listening to the episode. Uh, Ridley, thank you, mate. Good morning to you too. Oh, get stuffed. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, whether you be listening via Spotify or iTunes, make sure you subscribe so as soon as the episodes go live, you get notified on your device. You can consume the episodes straight away. If you love what the Coaches Panel is doing, you can support the Coaches Panel by joining the Patreon army at patreon.com forward slash Coaches Panel. Just eight weeks in your fantasy footy season to go. We hope this week is an absolute ripper for you. And from all of us here at the Coaches Panel, Well, we'll chat to you soon.